Welcome to We Gotta Talk, a live weekly talk show and podcast where we like to dig deep. From health to relationships to alternative lifestyles and more, the one thing you will always get is a deep dive. I'm Sunny, a 15-year veteran of TV news, freelance writer, blogger, mom of three, and wife. But most of all, I'm just a die-hard oversharer, someone who's genuinely curious about, well, everything around me. And I can't wait for you to join in on these conversations that I promise will impact, inspire, and entertain you. Now, let's talk. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of We Gotta Talk with Sunny, live on Facebook at facebook.com slash we gotta talk. YouTube, if you're listening to the podcast, welcome, welcome. Um, really, really excited about today's topic. We're talking human design, which is a concept that was well, that is relatively new to me. I only recently found out what this is through Instagram over the past maybe two or three months and decided we needed to lock down an expert and just dive in deep on what this is and why it's a really cool tool to figure out how to optimize your relationships, your success in your professional life. I mean, your productivity, any and everything. So a quick backstory before I bring on our amazing guest, Randy Lee, who is a human design expert. Um, you will have the opportunity, guys, to drop questions. And if you're watching this live, just drop a comment on Facebook. Um, we're also on Clubhouse. So we're finding new ways to connect all the time. But please leave your questions because Randy and I are going to be diving in deep. We're going to do a live reading on me and who I am besides all of the stuff that I've done astrology-wise. This is something that I'm really, really interested in diving into. So without further ado, let's bring on our amazing guest, Randy Lee, who is joining us live from Randy Far, Far Away, Hawaii, right? Yes. Aloha. Aloha, sister. Thank you for being on. I am so excited to be here, Sunny. So I put this prompt out maybe, I don't know, three or four months ago. And I said, tell me topics you guys want to hear about. And someone said human design. And I was like, I actually have never even heard that phrase. So this is new to me and maybe to some people who are listening and are watching too, Randy. So give us just the basic one-on-one on what human design is. Yeah, I, I love this question because human design is something that has been around for over 20 years, 30 years but it's re relatively becoming more popular and mainstream. And it's because of its ability to really help you connect with your authentic self and align with your true energy. So human design is a synthesis of a bunch of different systems. So it incorporates astrology. It also incorporates the I Ching, the chakra system, uh, the Kabbalah, the tree of life, quantum physics, biomechanics, DNA. It literally shows you who you are at a soul level. And it's so much more than a personality test, which is, you know, a lot of times people ask like, is it just like a personality test? You know, why do I need to, how is it different than like the Enneagram or why do I need that? Like, I already know my astrology, like why human design? And it's because it goes so much deeper and really shows the conditioning that you are more prone to experiencing in this life that can block you from really stepping into your power and being your true self. So when we're signing up to do, I don't know, what do you call it? A reading? Do you call it an analysis? What do you call it? 
Yeah, I, I mean, I like to guide people through it. I don't necessarily like to call them readings because I think with a reading, people expect that I'm going to tell them, you know, something about them. But like mm -hmm. human design is really an interactive system. Like it gives you a blueprint, but in order for that to come alive in your life, you have to be interacting with it. You have to be experimenting with your design. So it, it really is a system that brings you back to yourself. You know, instead of looking outside of yourself for the answers, for validation, for security, it brings you back home to yourself where your truth lives. And so often we're searching outside of ourselves and human design teaches us that everything that we need, everything that we're searching for is already within us. Oh, I love this. I really want to use this to break down some barriers that I feel like I've been facing personally and professionally. And I mean, I'm not going to turn this into a therapy session, but I do think anyone who's really attuned to their own energy or emotions does often find themselves hitting up against a proverbial wall time and time again. And it could be manifesting an issue that manifests in a relationship or a, a career thing or, but I feel that they're anyway, I, I'm excited for this live reading because I do feel like even though I'm having a hard time putting to words what I feel like I'm hitting up against this brick wall, I do feel there's something there. So yeah, we and I, I'm sure like literally when we, when we talk about your chart, it's going to be like all these light bulb moments because you know, human design is really the science of differentiation. It's the okay. science of how we are unique. And so it's not trying to fit you into another box. And that's what, you know, in society, we're like being told who we need to be. And we're like trying to force ourselves to do it like other people in this comparison that comes up, you know, especially with social media, we see other people doing things certain ways. And, and we're told, you know, to be successful, you have to show up this way. You have to do things this way. And that's just not how everybody works. Everyone needs to find their own unique way to operate in this world. And human design gives you a roadmap to really uncover that for yourself. I can't wait. Let's dive right in. I'm getting out my little pen so I can take notes. So don't mind me. Yeah. So let's pull up your chart. I think that okay. would be great. We can start Tell with that. Randy, what type of um, information you require to do this? Y'all That way they'll yeah. understand. So you can go and get your human design chart for free. If you go to um, mybodygraph.com slash free chart, you're going to be able to get um, your free body graph, which is going to look like what I'm showing you here. And this is Sunny's chart. So you can get a free this is chart. super complicated, Randy. Right? Exactly. Like a, like a people, test I failed in high school or something. Right? Like that's why it can be very overwhelming because people pull up their chart. They go to, you know, get their free chart and they're like, what does this all mean? And I remember when I discovered human design, I felt the same way. And I actually ignored it for a while because I was like, I'm never going to be able to figure it out. And it just kept on coming back and like, you know, showing up. And I was like, okay, I got to figure this out. So that's why I think it's really helpful to get a reading, to find a guide, to guide you through your design. If you're brand new to this, because it, you know, you're looking at this and you're like, what does this all mean? Yeah. So, if you guys are listening to the podcast, right? 
you have to make sure you do pop on over to see what this chart looks like um, visually because it's really complicated. Um, yeah, and, and that's because it's like, like a ton of a, a ton of signs and numbers on it. Like, are those zodiac signs on there? What is yeah, that? so that's how it brings in the astrology. So we have okay. like we have the you know the planetary symbols here, and so basically what this body graph is is it gives a snapshot in time of two different dates. Sorry about that. No worries. So it gives you a snapshot in time of two different dates. So it gives you a snapshot of the day that you were born. So in order to pull your chart, you need to know uh, the time and place of your birth uh, and, of course, the date of your birth. But the more specific you can be with the time, the more accurate the chart is going to be because mm -hmm. the planets do move. And so the gates that are illuminated. So here we have like on the side of your chart, you're going to see a bunch of planetary symbols. Mm -hmm. And what that is, is basically here on the left, on the right hand side, these black numbers mm -hmm. that comes from the date of your birth. So it's looking at, you know, where was the sun? Where was the earth? Where was the moon, Venus, Saturn, all of these different planets in relationship to the gates? So the gates, these come from the I Ching system. So you see like these little numbers in the chart. Those are what we call gates. And those have specific energy, like characteristics, traits that contribute to that overall center's energy. So we have nine centers in our body and each of the nine centers have different gates. And those gates that are going to be illuminated in your chart are going to come from where was what gates were being activated at the time of your birth. And okay. then we so run so us like, through, run. Okay. So you're talking about all the different gates in the body. I see like two in the head, right? Like, yeah, run so us there's through like three in the head. Yeah. We're not. Yeah. Yeah. So there's like three in the head and we're not going to go through like all of the gates and everything. I just kind of want right. to give you a breakdown of like what you're seeing. Okay. So then here on this side, these red numbers, mm -hmm. this comes from your, what we call your design date which is taken from 88 days before you were born. What does and that so, number have to do with anything? Yeah, so what that has to do with it is this is actually the what we call your body design or your subconscious design. So when you are in utero, 88 days before, that's when the neocortex finishes forming. And so you basically your body has formed. You've come online as a body but you have not become conscious yet, right? So we take that snapshot of your body design, of your subconscious design from 88 days before you were born, and we bring that together with, the, with your mind design, which is from the date of your birth. So wow. when, you, when you're born, like that's when the mind comes online, right? That consciousness comes online. Mm -hmm. So any of the energy that you see in your chart that's black, that's going to be conscious energy. And anything that you see in red, that's going to be unconscious energy. And hmm. so this really is showing you like your consciousness and your subconscious. And okay. so this can really help you like understand what are those subconscious patterns and blocks that are holding me back, right? And it also shows you like your role that you're here to play, you know, in this lifetime. So that's that kind of makes sense. That totally makes sense. Yes. So the mind is the awareness aspect. The body is the unconscious. I mean, like, meaning there's like no like mind consciousness to it. Yeah. I mean, if you think about like our, 
you know, our subconscious, it lives in our body, right? You know, <laughs> that's um, why they say your body remembers traumas. Right? Your, body your body holds, holds yeah, mm-hmm. you know, we, there's that book, right? Like the body holds, you know, it, it holds that. And mm-hmm. so that's where actually like we're running, the, our subconscious design is actually running the show. And we, you know, we, if we're not aware of that and we're not supporting that, then we can't actually be supporting our conscious design either. Okay, let's run through what this all says about me. I'm really yeah. Curious. So let's let's talk about the type. So okay. the the first thing you want to know because this can be there's so much information that we can go through here, but this is why it can be very overwhelming. So the things you really want to know if you're brand new to human design is you want to know what your type is, your strategy, and your authority. So there's five human design types, and Sunny, you are a manifester. And manifestors, you're like, ooh, it sounds like, it sounds really cool. <laughs> and everybody thinks like, oh, like, yeah, people think, oh, like manifestors. So are they the only type that can manifest? No, um, it's just actually like the role that they're here to play. So you make up about 10% of the population. And oh, you, Adele. Yeah, so here we have, yeah, we have some famous manifestors. We have Frida Kahlo, Johnny Depp, Adele. They're all famous manifestors. And manifestors are the only energetic type that's here to actually initiate. So you are here, like manifestors have this ability to see into the unknown. <gasps> what do you mean by that? That's like, so, like in a, in a- see like what is not here, and you're here to bring that forward. <gasps> that's interesting. Given like my you're life. literally like not here to like do what you see outside of you. You're here to like bring the unknown into the world. You're Wait, like here. Yeah. This yeah, is go okay. ahead. I have to just pause for a second because I mean maybe I'm just like sort of remembering this wrong, but I don't think so. I remember even as a child my family members being like, why aren't you interested? Like, I wouldn't even want to play. I would want to sit and listen and understand. And my sister would be like, you're a nerd. Like, and I would have to have friends who I could talk to and have deep conversations with. In like seventh grade, when people were like giving blowjobs in the bleachers, I was like, tell me more about your feelings. I was just like, totally, I don't know. Does that like line up that desire to understand and put words to things with a manifester? Yeah, because you're here, you're really here to get things started. So if you want to pull up your chart again, um, what makes you a manifester is that that second square from up from the bottom, mm-hmm. that's your sacral. And with with it being white and not, not being colored in, that means it's undefined. And our undefined centers, the areas that you see in the chart that are white, that aren't colored in, Mm -hmm. those are going to be the areas where you don't generate your own energy. So instead, you're reflecting and amplifying energy from others. Oh, okay. And what's different then about that white spot? So what is different about the sacral spot? Is that, that's the area you call that? Yeah. So that's the center for work-life force energy. So that's the center that gives us like that sustainable energy to build Mm -hmm. and create. Wow. And it being open in me means what that? So with it being undefined here, that means that you don't have consistent access to that energy. So instead of like being someone who's like here to, you know, get things started and then take them to the finish line, Mm -hmm. you're here to literally get them started and then pass it off to somebody else. 
Oh, that's interesting. How Which totally that makes sense that you're doing this podcast and you have your producer who has <laughs> sacral energy. Oh, does to Rachel? Do, yes, she totally okay. does, which Rachel, makes sense. Pop on for one sec. I don't know if we can. Yes. Okay, this makes sense. What do I say? Right. I grab the ideas, Rachel. I put them in a basket. And I'm like, here's my basket. Help me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's what you do. And that's and what you're here to do. Right. So, and what's funny, by the way, this is perfectly in line with what the astrologer we had on the show tell us, Lumi. She oh. overlaid my astrology chart with your chart and was like, that makes sense. Your guys' energy, like it makes sense that Rachel's the producer and that you're the one with the ideas. So go ahead. Oh, We're getting doubly, triply validated here by Randy with human design as well. <laughs> This is fascinating, Randy, but I hear something like that. I hear like manifesto or idea starter. And it also has in my mind a negative connotation of a lack of follow through. Or is this why I am not successful at setting a goal and seeing it through? Is there that aspect too? And if so, yeah, how well, that all comes with that all comes with conditioning. Okay. Because we're told that you need to like follow through, but that's not what you're here to do. You're here to literally have the ideas and get them started, initiate, bring them into the world. And then that's where the generators and the manifesting generators who mm -hmm. have that sacral center defined, who have that consistent work life force energy. I'm a generator and then Rachel's a manifesting generator. So we're here to like take those ideas that the manifester like brings into the world that they initiate and mm -hmm. we're here to see them to the finish line. Wow. So that's a lesson then to have a team to pair up, to find matching and, and corresponding energies, right? Exactly. Because if you are, so this is my chart. So you can see here, I have my sacral center. It's colored in, which means mm -hmm. it's defined. So I have that consistent work life force energy. So mm -hmm. generators and manifesting generators, we make up um, about 70% of the population. So most of the population is going to be either a generator or a manifesting generator. And that's why we have a lot of conditioning around the sacral center that says we have to work and we have to push and we have to force. And, you know, if you're not working hard enough, like you're lazy and, you know, like all of these misconceptions that we have about work. Because mm -hmm. even as, as a sacral being, you know, the work that I'm here to do, the work that manifesting generators are here to do as well is work that lights us up, mm -hmm. you know, work that really turns us on that we're excited about because that's how that sacral center is recharged is through you feeling that sense of satisfaction of I've, I've done the work that is bringing me fulfillment. That's satisfying me. I'm getting the results I desire. Mm -hmm. And when you're out of alignment, it's this feeling of frustration. It's sure. like, it's like, I'm, I'm doing all the things, but I'm not getting the results that I want. Right. So okay. that's what we call our non-self theme. And that's going to be for generators and for manifesting generators is going to be that frustration for you, Sunny. It's going to be anger and anger comes from in manifestors. You really do things your own way. You know, Tell like. Tell my husband and see if he. Listen, I know you think that's the right way to fold that dish towel, but I'm going to show you the right, right way. <laughs> I just can't resist it, but that's not exactly. Good. And you have a specific way of doing things, and because you are like you're very multi passionate, you have lots of things that you are um, involved in, and like that's how the manifestor energy is. Is like 
you literally are getting things started and then you're like, okay, on to the next, on to the next one, on to the next. And your aura is very closed off, which means other people cannot really like see into you. Wait, Brandy, I'm going to pee my pants. That's <laughs> Okay. First of all, that's a comment I got from a great, great friend of mine in college. I never perceive myself to be a closed off person because I will answer every, any and every question a thousand percent truthfully. I don't hold back things about my personal life, about my professional life. I really don't. But there is something about me that people are always saying that I have a, a why, because I don't feel like that's who I, that's it's what just I'm your, it's just about. your aura. And that's because you're, again, you're designed to really be, you're not designed like generators. We're here to respond to what's going on outside of us, but you're really here to like bring, you know, what's unknown, like out into the world. And so like, if you have this open enveloping aura, like generators or manifesting generators, you can't really like contain that energy to like channel that inspiration, like what needs to be brought into creation. Like I call manifestors, you know, like they're the courageous explorers of the unknown, you know? And so like, you need that closed off aura in order to, to be that way. And so it's not a bad thing. It but seems like it would make for a lonely existence, though. I mean, I have many fruitful relationships, like emotionally speaking. But when I hear you put it that way, that we're here to, like, start it and then step back and, and close off, it feels like it's a little lonely. I mean, it definitely can be a little lonely with, you know, that closed aura. And it, feel, it can feel like people are trying to control you. And that's where that anger can come from because for, for manifestors, freedom is really important. Having mm -hmm. the freedom to do things your own way, to create your own schedule, to, you know, be moving from one thing to the next, like that is really where you feel that sense of peace, which is your signature. It's like the, it's the feeling that your, your aura craves is peace. And so, you know, if people are trying to, you know, control you and tell you what to do and like kind of dampen your light, you're, you're going to feel angry. And that's so, where that, that, this, that out of alignment can come from. And it's often because you're not using your strategy, which is to inform. So you're here to like, when you, when you're going to be doing something, you're here to like, tell people, Hey, I've decided I'm going to do this thing. You're not asking for permission. You're just letting them know. And that helps clear up any resistance that you might face mm -hmm. from other people because you didn't inform. This is in tune with our reading as well. I'm a, apparently, a, I think it's a Scorpio rising, which has a very similar sort of closed off energy, which um, is just totally in alignment and really brings to light how intertwined human design is with some of these other philosophies. So uh, just hearing you say this and hearing, like I said, other people's accounts of their, you know, how I have made them feel makes a lot of sense. Why? Here's a question for you, Randy. Why do I and what does my human design chart say to explain? Let me put it that way. Why sometimes I make I don't want to say, I don't bring out the worst in people, but I irritate people. I rub some people the wrong way. And it's not because I'm unkind. What does my chart, a manifestor's chart say about that? I mean, manifestors trigger the shit out of people. Why? <laughs> Why? 
because of that, because of that closed aura. And but, like, and we can feel, we can feel like it's like, like, because we don't understand you. We can't see into your aura. But I'll tell and you so, all about my aura. <laughs> totally. But like, but again, it's not, it's not the, this is like, our energy is actually being communicated to other people without our words. Yeah. So, I mean, you literally do, like, it's, it's an energetic thing. And so the more that you can like, again, inform people, be like letting people know, like you're going to open that up. But like, I really believe if we're not triggering people, we're not standing in our truth. Yeah. We'll regardless you of your type. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. I mean, I, you know, I don't want to make it sound like I'm some asshole and I walk into a party and I was like, look at that picture. No, but I mean, it's not, we're no, not triggering not. people I'm from like, a, you know, yeah, to, to try to like piss people off. But like so, when yeah. you're standing in your truth, you're going to trigger people who aren't standing in theirs. Oh, that's interesting. Um, okay, wait, I'm writing some notes here. Tell me how a fellow manifester might maximize these natural inborn traits to succeed let's let's say professionally and personally yeah so manifestors it's really going to depend on your inner authority so if you pull up your chart again sunny um you can see your inner authority comes from this sideways triangle here that's known as your splenic center so it's going to be the sideways triangle on the left hand side of the chart the brown one on the bottom left there yeah Okay. And what is that? What does it tell us? Splenic center. And this is going to tell you how you make aligned decisions. So for you, the splenic center, this is the center for intuition, for um, our immune system. Also our fears live here. It's very like a, like a survival type of energy. Um, it's a very primal energy. So with you having that defined, you make your decisions by tapping into your intuition. Mm -hmm. Like you're going to be very intuitive, especially with having this 5710 channel, like gate 57 is the gate of intuition. So you're very intuitive. Like you're going to have these intuitive hits, these intuitive pings. And so for you, that's going to be how you make decisions. So it's important for you to like get alone because you can be picking up on like people's energy from their emotional solar plexus, which is that triangle on the opposite side. Mm -hmm. So because you have that undefined, you can be picking up on other people's emotions a lot and reflecting and amplifying them. One of my biggest challenges and my biggest social handicaps is picking up on energy from other people and not, and, and not feeling, I don't want to say hurt by it because it, it, it's not always a negative emotion that they're projecting, but that makes sense to me. I, I take on people's energy and I have a hard time like putting it through the dishwasher and like putting it away. Like I, it's just like, it makes oh. us feel uncomfortable. I yes. have a, I have an undefined emotional solar plexus as well. And I mean, that's why I was a people pleaser for like the majority of my life. Are because you, still? you I mean, I definitely am. I still, I'm a recovering people pleaser, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because it's like you pick up on those emotions and you can feel what they're feeling and it feels so uncomfortable in your body. Uh -huh. So that's why we go out and we try to like do all these things because we're actually trying to work through that discomfort that we feel inside ourselves. Oh. This makes so much sense, Randy. All right, let's let's do just a little bit more reading on my chart, and then I want to run through some famous, yeah. known people of different types too. Tell yeah. me anything like what what do I need to know about who I am and how I am to like um, be happy here? <laughs> yeah. So you know, with having that open 
emotional solar plexus and open sacral. You want to make sure you get alone because if you're with other people, the likelihood is that you are going to be picking up either energy from the emotional solar plexus or energy from the sacral, which is going to cloud out your ability to really tap into your intuition because your intuition is going to be, it's not going to be like, Hey, Sunny. It's like, Hey, Sunny. Yeah. I'm here. Yeah. And, and if you have all this quiet. other noise, yep. right? Like you can't hear it. Yep. That's so, how I ended up quitting yeah. my job was, I mean, spending time just alone, like hearing that voice and hearing it and hearing it and hearing it, shutting it down with distractions and shutting it down with work. Right. But I, it was a persistent knowledge that I had. It was, it became physical at one point. Like I felt yeah. different things happening in my body. So this is all making so much sense. Yeah, You're just going to know, you're going to have like this deep knowing of like, okay, this, you know, I, this is right for me. This is what I need to do. And okay. so none of the, none of the energetic types are designed to make decisions with their head, with their mind. So are we all intuitive beings then? And we're just, it's a matter of- We all have our own, yes, we all are intuitive in different ways. And all of our knowing is going to come from our body, not mm -hmm. from our mind. Because mm -hmm. our mind, like that's going to be where mental conditioning happens. So mm -hmm. if you make decisions with your mind, it's always going to be filtered through those beliefs that you have. Right, and the conditioning so that you have. Mm -hmm. And so, if we could pop my chart up one more time, I'm curious to know. Speaking of the mind, there are those two or three centers that go from the yeah. neck up through the head. What is mind? Yeah. Let's talk about. Let's talk about. Yeah, we can just run through the centers really quick. So, if we're starting at the top of the chart, that's mm -hmm. going to be your head center, and your head center, also known as the crown, this is where. This is the center for inspiration, thoughts, ideas. So with you having that undefined, you literally are like a magnet for thoughts and ideas because you're reflecting and amplifying them. But then it can also feel like, wait, where do those ideas go? Yes, it can. <laughs> Most right? often it like does. Like they're just like, I mean, like. <laughs> yeah, like, keeping, um, like a pen and pad or something because it'll just. Yeah. Exactly. You're like, oh, wait, where did that go? Okay, that's gone. You know, that thought's gone. And this is a pressure center. So with you having that undefined, a lot of times you can have these ideas, these thoughts, and you can feel pressure to try to act on all of them. That's very true too. So how do I, how do you discern if that's an open spot in anyone else that like undefined? Yeah, how do so you discern where Doing. Yeah. So that's where we follow our strategy and our authority. So for you, okay. it's going to like be making sure that like this idea is actually yours. It's actually coming from you and you're not picking it up and reflecting and amplifying it because as a manifester, you really need to be bringing your ideas into the world. Like how do I find ideas, Randy? Because you brought up social media. Get alone. <laughs> Get alone. You know, don't, don't follow a lot of, you know, like the whole scroll, you know, just, just stop scrolling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. That makes total sense. You know, get by yourself, get alone. Um, cause that's gonna, you know, you, you, you can reflect all of these things and you're like, oh yeah, that's a good, I think a good idea. I should do that. I should do that. But you want to then make sure that it's actually yours and then use that intuition tap in, right? Is this healthy for me? Is this right for me? And really feel into like that inner knowing. Yeah. And that's going to be what guides you, you know, instead of just like, oh, I just need to go and do all these things and not like first tuning in and really connecting with your energy. Oh, makes so much sense. Okay. Let's pop the chart up and go back to okay. the rest. 
So now we have the next center down, the upside down triangle. That's going to be your Ajna or your mind center. And this is a mental processing center. It's our mental awareness center. So it's taking all the thoughts, ideas, inspiration from the head, and it's filtering them through. It's forming opinions. It's forming beliefs. It's, you know, getting a perspective. It's like filtering through all the information and determining what needs to be taking action on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and can you tell by the numbers, like there are numbers within here too, yeah. what, where I stand on like being a strong opinion person. I want to see how accurate this is. Yeah. So 17 is actually going to be the gate of opinions, but you have gate 11, which is um, the gate of logic. So like you are going to like you have a lot like very logical type of thinking um, with having a defined mind center, you can be a bit closed minded like that's can be a challenge is to like open up your mind to mm -hmm. see other perspectives, because mm -hmm. any of our closed centers like or our defined centers, they can become like kind of closed off. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Because it, you're generating your own energy. And so it can be hard to like see outside of that. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that's, it's definitely true for me in close relationships. Maybe I like really am stubborn and stand my ground with those, only those closest to me. But other than that, I do feel, um, I always say I'm like a radical moderate. Yeah, like, I a, I I'm like, I can totally, here's the problem. And this is the Libra in me. I can fully see and buy into why I'm not everybody, but why some, why people feel the way they feel. And it leaves me in a place. It's a great trait for a journalist because I a thousand percent will approach every topic with the most balanced initial perspective, but it can be crippling for decision-making because I can so understand and empathize that it becomes hard for me again, unless it's a true black. Yeah. And, and I think, and I think, I think this has to do with, you know, I have a defined um, head and mind center and I consider myself pretty open-minded, but I also right. have a, a, an undefined emotional solar plexus. So I think with both of us having that solar plexus, it's like we mm -hmm. feel people's emotions. So it's like we might have our own opinions and see things our own way, but we can also feel where other people are coming from. Absolutely. If that makes sense. It makes so much sense. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So let's go back to the chart. So then we have our throat center and that's literally everything, all lines in the human design system are leading to the throat because the throat is our manifestation center. And this is where what is inside of us becomes physically manifested. Okay. I'm so into this. I have something to say, but you finish first. Yeah. yeah. So with you having that defined, like this is part of what makes you a manifester is that you have this throat center defined and it's connected to a motor center. And so you have this ability to bring this energy to your throat and manifest it in a, in a rapid way. And mm -hmm. that's why you're called a manifester is because you have this line that's going to your throat that gives you the ability to speak things into existence. To, so you know, I, you, should I be like, um, not what's the word I'm looking for, like practicing manifestation and like mantras and stuff like that? Because it's Oh yeah, like speaking it is going to be really powerful for you. Wow. How much and how frequently should I be? I mean, that's really, that like it, it really is all up to you because I think the more that we try to force manifestation, we actually move ourselves out of alignment, right? So mm -hmm. it's just learning how to like elevate your baseline frequency okay? because we manifest based on our baseline frequency. So the more that you can like elevate that by, you know, just being in that vibration of 
what it is that you desire, you're going to pull that into you effortlessly. Wow. Okay. And so the throat center in general for me, I just had this conversation yesterday with a woman that I'm going to do some rapid transformational therapy with. Um, and we were talking and I was like, you know, I want to do this. Like I said, in the beginning of the episode, there's a thing for me right now where I'm feeling, and I have been, as I've been saying on this podcast, really since we launched like back in September, having just this feeling of an energetic block. And I have come at it different ways. We talked with a medium. I talked with an astrologer. I talked with, you know, the therapy route and I'm coming at it for so many different angles. But for me, the throat center in particular is a physical manifestation that I feel of whatever's happening inside. I will have an emotional day and my throat will hurt. I'll say to my kids, you're stressing me out. My throat hurts. Like, just give me a minute because whenever something, it's like almost like something is being tamped down. And I don't know what that means, but it is a physical pain for me. Yeah. And that can happen, you know, often when we're out of alignment there with the throat center, you know? And so it's like, are you, are you using your voice to inform others to like Mm -hmm. really let people, you know, or are you kind of like damping that down or Mm -hmm. are you, you know, are you kind of, um, you know, trying to push and force like that, that voice, Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like mm-hmm. it can come out, out as like a reactive nature where we're like pushing our voice onto others mm-hmm. or it can come as like a repressive where we're like holding it back. We're yeah. not really speaking our truth, you know, right. and and with you being a manifester, it's really important for you to be using your voice and to be informing and informing doesn't come naturally for you. Like informing, it's like you just want to like why do I have to tell everybody all like what I'm doing and all of these little things? And like, they should just Mm -hmm. know that. But like the more that you inform, the more that you let people know what you need to be supported, you're going to feel like you're going to feel supported and you're not going to like have that. Oh my gosh. It's just, it's not coming out. And you feel that like block there. Yeah. Oh gosh. That makes so much sense. Okay. Very, very, very interesting. All right. Let's make our way through the rest of the chart talk about some famous people of other types as well. Yeah. So then we have right below that, we have that diamond center and that is your G center or your identity center. So that is your sense of self, your sense of identity, life direction, also lovability. So with you having that defined, you have a very strong sense of who you are. You have a very strong sense of who you are, where you're going, even though you may not know how you're going to get there, you have this strong um, sense of who you are and identity. That is so true. I, I, yes, never push boundaries. I have a sister, an older sister, and we talk about this quite a bit who needed and required herself to push boundaries, to break rules, to understand where she fell. She had to throw the jacks up in the air as I throw my pen, throw the jacks up in the air and see where they landed and then play her hand. I'm like, since I was this big, boring as hell, but have always been like, I just don't really, I feel like I know who I am. It's just so boring. It's like not, I'm not like a fun party story kind of person, but that really rings true. I've always had a weird knowledge of where I want to, who I am and kind of where I want to be as boring. As yeah. I yeah. And I mean, I, I think you're, you're very in alignment with like what you're doing in your business. Cause you have this 731 channel and that's like the channel of the alpha. It's like really the leadership channel. And so you have that ability to like be seen as a leader and to, you know, really help guide others through their, through what they're going through, which I think, you know, contributes to like what you're doing. It's just so beautiful to see, you know, 
that in you. So uh, then if we move to this little, little triangle, like the little pink one, that's kind of like mm -hmm. off from the side. So this is your heart or ego center. So in the, in the traditional chakra system, there's seven chakras, but you can see in the human design chart, we have nine. And this is because there was a time, um, it, I think it's 1781 was when we split from being seven centered beings to being nine centers. And so our heart center, it split off and it became the G center and the ego center. So why did it split at that time? And what was the significance of that year? So that was around, um, seven i think that was around like the industrial revolution like that really was like when we like like that ego kind of came in right like that sense of myself that like that's kind of where we broke off from like being in traditional um communities and tribes right and like really started like expanding and all of this has been great but also what we're here to really heal now in this lifetime is around this ego center because this ego, it's not that our ego is bad. Like our ego, that's our sense of desires, our, our values, um, our willpower is in their heart center. And so the majority of the population actually has that heart center, that heart ego center undefined. So with you having that defined, that's like a huge superpower because the majority of the population doesn't have consistent access to willpower. And so, so what does that mean? So they can't just push and force and make things happen. Right. But I can, that feels powerful. I didn't really feel like I was that totally, kind of, you know? totally. I mean, but you also have to remember, like, you don't have that sacral energy. So you're, you know, like, you're going to have that willpower to like push through, but you also need to make sure you're honoring your sacral energy and you're not like pushing to burn out. Right. You know what I mean? So like this, this willpower, it's really powerful, but you know, you can make people feel like they can do anything when they're in your energy, mm -hmm. which can be really powerful. But then when they're not with you, you know, it's like, wait, where'd that energy go? So you're like, why can't people just seem to like do things like I do it? <laughs> yeah. What, like fold the towel and sort of like put, right. Stuff you're like, uh, what's going on here? Like yeah, you just bro. do it. I mean, it's, it's not a lovely thing to say, but I do, you know, I always attributed that to how I was raised and just a very group of beautiful, strong women. But we always joke that like, we know best, <laughs> but I have to, I'm hearing you say this and it's a lesson to give deference and patience to other ways of doing things. Because even though I'm used to doing things my way, and I always use the domestic example because it's the handiest sort of thing, but in other ways too, and realize that there are other ways of getting at it because I'm just so conditioned to go, 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 and just do what I know and get it done. And I do think it can, it can be a problem for me with my, those close to me. Exactly. And I mean, that's what's so beautiful about human design is we learn to understand ourselves better, but we also learn how to understand others better mm -hmm. and like come with more compassion and gentleness in our relationships because we see that not everyone is designed how we are. Not everyone's going to do things the way that we do it. Mm hmm. Very, very cool. Okay. Let's run through, unless there was anything else on the chart. Yeah, let's run through. Okay. So we have really quick. So we talked about your emotional solar plexus. So you're picking up, you're reflecting um, the emotions of others. That's going to be that sideways triangle on the right. Mm -hmm. um, 
okay. on the right hand side. Yeah. Cause that the, the one that's colored in that's your splenic center. So yeah, this is your emotional solar plexus. It's responsible for emotions. So you're picking up, you're reflecting, you're amplifying that. The sacral center, we talked about that. So with you having that open, it's not that you don't ever have that access to that work life force energy. You do, but like when you're around somebody who has that sacral, so you can feel like, oh my gosh, and you can do things really fast and you have this like burst of energy and then it's like gone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so it's really important for you to like be honoring, you know, where you are with that. And then the final square right at the bottom, that's the root center. And that's our other pressure center. And that's like the pressure to get things done, to have new experiences, to be growing, evolving. And so with having that undefined, you can pick up on a lot of the pressure from others to get things done and can feel like I just need to get this done and then I can finally relax. Mm -hmm. And just keep going and going and going. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yes, absolutely. What's your advice as, as we sort of wrap up my chart for the manifestors out there, it sounds like it's a relatively small fraction of the population, but what, what's some good advice and takeaways for us to feel like we're thriving? Yeah. So for you, for manifestors, informing is going to be really powerful. The more you can use your voice and be informing others about, you know, your decision-making process, what you're thinking about, what you're doing, not from a place of asking for permission, but just letting people know what you need to be supported, what you need to, you know, fulfill what it is that you're, that you're doing because you're here for big work. You know, the rest of the world, like we're waiting on you. We're waiting on manifestors to bring their magic into the world. Oh, wow. That's powerful. So tell people where we are, how we feel to feel supported, to do the work, to let people know like, Hey, I, you know, I'm, I'm doing this. Like it would be really great if you could make dinner tonight because I'm going to be doing this. Like, yeah. that's what I need to be supported. Yeah. You're not like asking for permission. You're just letting people know, you know, what's going on Yeah, so that people can see into your aura. Oh, I love that. My closed off aura. I'll tell you. Um, okay. Let's run through. First of all, Randy, before we move on, that was very spot on. And I'm shocked at how seen I felt by that information. I know it's, it's crazy. And that was like literally the, just scratching the surface of what it's we can dive into in your chart. Yeah. I mean, I may, I may have to follow up and just do a couple, like do a separate session with you because I would like to, that's been the great mystery. The few of the things we've brought up have been very mysterious to me and hearing that there was a reason for how I trigger people or how I bring out certain things. is just, it, it feels comforting in a way because it's like, oh, it's not me being a bad person or me being too high energy or too open. Sometimes I'm like, Oh God, maybe it's just because I'm word diarrheaing all over them that they're, I mean, but just to hear that there's an explanation for what I even bring out is really comforting to me. Yeah. And I, I think that that's why we need to be teaching human design, you know, in every aspect of life, because we're often shaming and guilting ourselves for our natural way of being. Right, right, right. And it just pushes us out of alignment because we think we need to be someone who we're not. 
Yeah, and that bleeds into everything in a really negative way. Um, I know you put together a really cool list of some well-known people who fall into certain categories. So we talked a lot about manifestors and um, that end yeah. of things, but let's run through some well-known people and where they fall. Yeah, so let's bring, maybe we'll bring up some generators and then we can just briefly talk about what generators are and give some examples. Okay. Oh, goodness. I want to be on this list, Randy. Right? <laughs> Beyonce, Oprah, and Ellen. <laughs> so like we have Beyonce, Oprah, and Ellen. And I love that they all have like single names. <laughs> Amazing. Like, they you do. Know, yeah. I was like, oh my God. It's so great. So generators make up about 35% of the population. And they are here to be the action portion of the collective. So they have a very open and enveloping aura, which you can see like, you know, with Ellen and Oprah, like that's what draws people in, right? They're drawing these people in. I mean, Beyonce too, like she has this ability to just draw people into their aura, mm -hmm. you know? So like we're constantly pulling things into us because we're here to be responding to what's going on in the universe. So instead of like initiating, we see what needs to be brought into creation. Like what's ready to be brought into creation. And they do it. They generate the end result. Yeah. So we generate, we generate that, that sacral energy to build and create and to see it to the finish line. But it's wow. important that we're doing things that light us up, that fuel us, that make us feel satisfied. And what is a great piece of advice for generators to maximize their natural abilities? Make sure you're doing work that you love. Yeah. Okay. If you're not feeling satisfied, if you're feeling frustrated, frustration is going to be the red flag that you're out of alignment. Got it. So it's it's not like, oh my God, I'm feeling frustrated. It's like, okay, this is here. This is an opportunity for me to see what's not working in my life mm -hmm. and to shift it so that you know you're in that state of feeling satisfied with what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's okay, see. Let's bring up manifesting generators. So, mani <laughs> <laughs> so manifesting generators, they're like a fun combination type. So they're generators first because they have that defined sacral, but they also have a motor connection to their throat, which manifestors have. And so read up on this list, Randy, for anyone listening on the podcast that won't see the visual. Yeah. So we have Mother Teresa, Miley Cyrus, and Dr. Martin Luther King. And I feel like, you know, having Miley Cyrus in the middle of these two is like, it's just so fun. It's so manifesting generator though, because manifesting generators are like the energizer bunny mm -hmm. of the human design world. Like they have this energy to just go, 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 go. Mm -hmm. With having that defined sacral and then that motor connection to their throat, they're here to skip steps. Wow. They're here okay. to like, you know, do things at a faster pace. Like their well, their wealth theme is shortcuts to mastery. So they're going to be really good at like finding more effective and efficient ways to get to the finish line. So Rachel, your producer, she's a manifesting generator. Rach, efficiency. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's exactly connects with that. I'm like, how can we make this easier, better, faster? How, what's the simplest way to get this done? How do we produce this podcast so that, you know, we mm -hmm. like how we use this platform and like all that stuff, you know, simple, efficient, get it done, get it out. None of this wasting time. None of this yeah. wasting time. Plucking ideas from thin air, like us manifestors. Give us advice for manifesting generators, Randy, how they can 
uh, feel like they remain in, in tune with who they are. Yeah. So for manifesting generators, it's going to be letting go of what's no longer lighting you up hmm. because they're going to be, you know, just like generators, it's important for them to be doing what lights them up. Mm -hmm. But generators, we're here to manifest or we're here to master things over time. We're manifesting generators. They're going to master things very quickly and be on to the next thing. But oh. as a society, right, like we're told you need to just pick one thing. You right. need to niche down. You need to, you know, pick a lane, stay in that lane. But manifesting generators are here to do all of the things. I love it. And, and don't so, I do all of the things. Right. <laughs> All of and with grace, Randy. Yes. Oh, well, I don't know about that. Sunny. Every email is like warm regards. I'm like, meanwhile, I'm over here like, what the fuck is going on? You know, <laughs> She's like warm regards, Rachel. Okay, I'm like, oh, Rachel. I'm like, wait, I lost your invoice. Can you resend it? I mean, it is so classic. Like our different types coming through as I hear you speak. And Rachel is very um. She's organized, she's grounded, she's efficient. And which is why that as a team, when we take on projects together, I do feel like we get the best of creativity and efficiency and and sort of the grace that she brings to it, which is really cool. Yeah, I mean, it's really great that you have like you as a manifester who has these ideas and you're like, okay, here it all is. Oops, sorry, my mic. You're like, here it all is, and you figure it out. Like, you yes. you know, bring it out and, like, figure out how we're going to do this. <laughs> Literally, Randy, that's our life. Sunny's like, is. I want to do something like this. I'm like, okay, I got it. I'll figure it out. And then I just send her a text like, Sunny, I figured this out. We're doing X, Y, Z. And she's like, okay. And, like, all the notes are here. I got, we got the human design person. Randy's amazing. We got all this stuff. It's the, 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 Let's go. It's amazing, really. And I, I would encourage anyone who is running for a business or looking to hire, I feel like they need to call you, Randy, or look into Oh, my gosh. It's so, it's so important because, like, I mean, even when I was hiring my team, it's like, okay, what do we need to, like, you know, complete this energy and to really make it the best it can be, you know? Mm -hmm. So human design is such a great tool. Yeah. Okay, so let's, um, let's go to uh, projectors next. Okay. Because we haven't talked at all about projectors. Here they come. Stand by. There we go. And read the, read okay. the names of the list here for anyone listening. Okay, so our famous projectors are Barack Obama, Marilyn Monroe, and Nelson Mandela. Again, so, heavy hitters. Right? So projectors, they make up about 20% of the population. And they are they have an open sacral, just like manifestors, but they don't have a motor connection to their throat. So hmm. projectors, that? so that means like they they might have a defined throat, but they're not going to have that energy from a motor center that's bringing it to the throat. So mm -hmm. their speed and like creation is going to be a little bit more slower and deliberate. Okay. But they're that not here to be the action portion of the collective with having that undefined sacral there and their aura is very focused and piercing. So mm -hmm. they can really see people very deeply. Wow. So projectors are here to manage, guide, and lead creation. Okay. Right. And Nelson Mandela, right? Like That's seeing Mandela. the bigger picture, right? Instead, I mean, imagine being inca incarcerated and being able to see that bigger picture and hold that. I mean, I, it's just like incredible, right? That he was able to like be in that suffering and to see the bigger picture. Yep. 
It's fascinating. You know, and like that's, I mean, that's what projectors, we all need projectors because, you know, especially as generators and manifesting generators, we can really struggle to see the forest through the trees, mm -hmm. right? We're just like in it and we don't see what's coming up. And the projectors are like, hey, something's coming up. You should probably be aware. This is what you should do. And so they have this knowledge, this wisdom, this guidance to share. And in order for that to sh be shared most effectively and efficiently, they need to wait for the invitation. Okay. So that means waiting for people to actually invite that wisdom, that guidance, that advice in. Got it. I'm sure we've all experienced a projector because again, their aura is focused and piercing. They can mm -hmm. literally see into you. And if you're not inviting that in, it can feel really intrusive. Oh, yeah. Like, absolutely. Whoa, uh, wait, what? It's like somebody telling you they have like x-ray vision and you're like, wait, so you can see me naked right now? Like what? This. Wait, right? what? Like, oh. <laughs> and like that needs to be invited in, right? Like you need to be like, yeah, I, I, I trust you. I'm ready to have you, you know, see me. I'm ready mm -hmm. to receive this advice, this wisdom. I love it. Any other types that we're missing, Randy? Yeah, so we have our reflectors. Ooh, is this the? Is this it or no? There's more than this, isn't there? Yeah, just five types. So reflectors, oh, one more. Oh, okay. I yeah, more. this is our last one. Okay, and who do we have here? Okay, so we have Sandra Bullock, Lauren Bostic. If you guys are familiar with uh, the Skinny Confidential, mm -hmm. she she's an, an amazing reflector, and then uh, Rosalind Carter. So Jimmy Carter's wife, the former first lady. Okay. So reflectors make up only 1% of the population. So they are the unicorns of human design. And that's because they have all nine of their energy centers open or undefined. So Rachel, can you pull up the reflector chart that I sent you? Just so everyone can kind of see what a reflector looks like. So you're going to be like, what? Essentially, they're vet energetic vessels. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Like, look at this. Like, wow. They are literally reflecting and amplifying energy from everything. So, so what, what traits would we notice then about a reflector if we were spending time with them? They're very wise. They're very intuitive. They like, and they're going to be very, um, the way that they show up is going to be very inconsistent. <laughs> so they're they're very connected with the lunar cycle. So we consider reflectors like lunar beings. And so for them to make decisions, it's really important that they wait a lunar cycle. And that sometimes can be, I mean, sometimes you can wait 28 days, but that's not often the case. So if you are a reflector, you really want to make sure like your environment, like your environment's going to be really important. Having an environment that you feel you know, supports you, that you feel you're thriving in, mm -hmm. um, being around, you know, people that make you feel good. Mm -hmm. That's going to help you, you know, in that decision-making process. But you also want to make sure that you give yourself as much time as possible to really experience all the different energy to make a decision that's aligned for you. So reflectors are here to be like our cosmic mirrors. Oh. You know, they're like our early warning system. Oh God. They're like, Hey, something's coming up. Like they're that in tune. They're that in tune. And they can literally see trends and like, see what's coming up. 
So like Lauren Bostick, I think she's a great like current example because she has like a, a beauty brand that she does. And she's always like, hey, this is what the next hot thing is. Mm -hmm. This is the trend. This is, you know, what you need to be focusing on. Like she's so good at like showing the collective, hey, this yeah. is what works. This is what we need to be focusing on. Um, and, you know, Sandra Bullock, like in her acting, I mean, she can literally like take on any role. Yeah, she really can. And and convincingly. I mean, some actors right? the same role over and over again, no matter what they're doing. And she is one who embodies what she's doing. Yeah. Reflector so, is a perfect type for, for an actor, actually. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I mean, I think I think it would be incredible if we had. I thought it was cool that. um you know, the former first lady, Rosalind Carter was a reflector. Cause I think we kind of need a reflector president, like somebody who's more uh, in tune with that, right. With like what's going on with the collective. Mm -hmm. um, I just feel like that would be a huge shift because, you know, we've had manifestors, we've had, you know, Barack Obama, the, a projector, we've had all these things, but I, we've never really had a projector or a reflector president. And I feel like, you know, having somebody who, has all that openness to like really be, you know, who's in alignment, obviously, because right. there's a lot of conditioning that can come with having a lot of openness as well. Have we had any manifestor presidents? Was it we like have. So, uh, George W. Bush was a uh, manifesto. Oh. oh, George W., not HW. Yeah, I don't think I'm not sure HW. Um, okay. okay. And then okay. Uh, <laughs> Biden is a generator. Okay. President Biden's a generator. Um, Trump was a manifesting generator. Okay. I mean, it's it's it makes sense given his business background. The ability right? and like you know the, the shortcuts, right? And like right. yeah, oh, yes. totally. Like, I mean, yeah. And this is the thing: is like there can be we can use all of this energy either in alignment or out of alignment, you know? So it's like, yeah. that's really what it's all about is learning how to optimize your own energy right. you know, so that you're living in alignment. So Randy, for anybody who is interested, I know we're coming up on an hour here and I want to make sure that people can connect with you because this is something that I think needs to be experienced personally. Um, tell us if you do personal readings virtually, how does this all work? Yes. Yeah, so I do do virtual readings. Um, you can go to my website, uh, www.randylee.net, that little code on the bottom. And I do personalized readings with you where we dive into your human design, break it down for you, answer any questions. And then you get two weeks of Voxer support with me afterwards oh, um, to cute. answer any questions that you might right. have. Because like you saw, we're going to talk about a lot, but like probably afterwards, Sunny, you're going to be like, oh my God, all of these things are going to start coming through. Yeah, you're going to yeah. have more questions. And so I want to be there to support you, you know, afterwards with like the integration and, you know, starting to embody this in your life, because it's one thing to just get a reading and take in this information. But if we're not actually integrating this stuff into our lives, like what's the purpose of it? Yeah. So a session with you would involve not only getting that reading and that sort of um, analysis, but also telling you practically how to use Exactly. That. Like you're yeah. going to, you're going to learn the practical steps, how to implement it. You're going to have the support to do that. You're going to get a 10 to 15 page report that literally breaks down all about your design, which, you know, there's lots of books out there. You can, you know, self-study, but I find that especially when you're new, that's so overwhelming because you're having to like 
pull the pieces of information and bring it together to understand your chart instead of going to somebody who, you know, has the knowledge, the experience, who you resonate, who can like explain that to you. And Mm -hmm. then you can go and like kind of do the self-study if that resonates for you to like learn about other types. Mm -hmm. But I think it's really helpful to have that foundation of somebody else to guide you through because you know, when we pulled up our, your chart, you're like, oh my God, this is so overwhelming. What is this? And that can be, that's a very common experience for people when they discover human design and it turns them off. And, you know, I really, I hate to see that happen to people. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of information to take in and not, you, you feel seen and understood in a way, but like you said, there's a whole second step, which involves taking all of that information and doing something with it. So how do I actually start doing this? How do I actually start, you know, working through the conditioning? And especially if, you know, you've been living a particular way for 20, 30, 40, 50 years, Mm -hmm. those patterns can be challenging to break, you Mm -hmm. know? And so that's why it's really helpful to have somebody, you know, to support you in that process. Well, I I highly encourage anybody out there who's curious to do this with Randy because um, I'm all for any extra tools that we can have to understand ourselves. Because when we show up as our best version of ourselves, the people around, we we, we make people happy that we love, we are productive, we feel more at peace. And so I just love any and every tool that we have to, to figure out what's really going on underneath the surface. So I'm grateful for this so much, Randy. Yes. And I have, you know, lots of human design resources on my website as well. I do have a free human design course that will go into explaining your type, your strategy and your authority. Mm -hmm. So you can get that for free. But if you want to dive deeper into understanding, you know, the different gates in your charts and the channels and the centers and, you know, bringing that all together and be supported in integrating it and implementing it, then I definitely suggest a reading. Um, And if you've been if you're more familiar with human design and you want to start incorporating this with your clients, mm-hmm. I also have a course that teaches you how to integrate human design in your business with your clients. Oh, I love that. Any business owners take note for, for your employees as well. I feel like that would be a really valuable tool. Yes. So, so tell us to where to find you on Instagram, Randy. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram. My profile is I am Randy Lee. So you can find me there. That's where I hang out the most. And I also have my own podcast, the uplifting podcast, and I bring other incredible women who are living in their zone of genius on to talk about real stories of what it looks like to live your life's purpose. Mm -hmm. I'm really about normalizing the journey because I think a lot of times, you know, and especially on social media, we just see the wins and like the, you know, the destination and we're not showing all of the stuff in between. And I think the more that we normalize that, it's just going to be beneficial for all of us because we see that like that win that somebody posted on social media, we see like the backstory of like what it took to get there. And I think that's, what's really powerful. And then I also do a lot of solo episodes about human design and the gene keys. So you can connect with me on there. And if you loved this, I would love to connect with you on Instagram and, you know, feel free to send me a message. And guys, it's um, R-A-N-D-I. So it's I am really, 
just a note for anyone yeah. listening to the podcast. Randy, thank you for being so generous with your time and your wisdom today. Oh, this has been so great. It's been so much fun. Thank you, Sunny, for having me. And speaking of Instagram, I will be tagging you in any and every little clip that we that we put up. So we're yes. going to if you guys missed any part of this, um, you know, pop over and check out some of the highlights that we're going to be putting on Instagram. Randy, thank you again so much. Thank you so much. Have a good one. We'll chat soon. You too. All right. Oh my gosh. That was fun. Rach, pop on for one sec so we can do a little post-show wrap. Again, when we bring these amazing people on, it's just so strangely affirming to understand our quirks and our strengths. And it's just, it's crazy how spot on it is. Oh, it's so accurate. And when I talked to Randy before um, we had her come on, you know, she was doing like a quick little explanation by looking at my chart. And I was like, oh, yep, yep, yep. All of this. And like, as just listening now, hearing her explain the different charts, I was like looking at my chart and seeing, was it highlighted or is it not? And so then like flipping the opposite, but I think we can learn so much about ourselves and to live better in alignment, like Randy was saying, instead of like pushing away the things like, and the society's telling us you can only do one thing or whatever, like just honoring where we are and being able to tune out some of that noise. And I think that's really powerful for, for people because I think we're all looking for ways to live better, to live healthier, to live more, you know, content. And it's hard to do when you have society or childhood uh, messages that you're taught, you know, we're all ingrained with so many different things. And we are looking to unpack that through therapy, through information with like shows like what you're doing. And, and, and then also sometimes we really need help from a person like Randy um, who can really explain how we feel like she did for you. Yeah. She put into words so much and, and the explanation of the closed aura, which yeah. I so long had, you know, connotated or connoted, I don't know what the word is connotated with like a, a negative trait. It's really a relief to hear. It's just kind of who I am. And, you know, you can, you can make every effort. And I know that I do in my personal life, I'm a very open person, but to know that it's okay that this is like how my inner, how I came into this world and to embrace that and understand that maybe in order to make up for some of that vibe that I have to, like she said, explain things or ask for things from those mm-hmm. so that it doesn't come off in a certain way. It's just, right. so, it's so fascinating. I know. Um, By the way, I know we're talking about human design, but in the last five minutes, Mm -hmm. um, my dog just saw a ghost in my room and was barking his head off. And I know how. Rage, are you doing Ringo? I know how we feel about these things. And I feel like I have mentioned this before, but like it happened probably a week ago. Same thing. He was like in a dead sleep on my bed and woke up and was growling at the ceiling at the light. And he just did it again. And like, there's two other dogs in this house and a cat and not anybody else was making a peep. So it was like, it was very focused. So I was like recording the video, but I was still listening to you, but I was like, I have to get this. It's the weirdest thing. I don't know. Do you need a little spritz of holy water in that place, right? What is going on? It might be a good spirit, though. It might be. It might be. It might be just, you know, somebody being like, pay attention, Rachel. You're on the right path. Or, you know, listen to what Randy said. Get a reading with Randy. Oh, my gosh. It's amazing. Ringo's like 
for, forget all of our guests. We're going to bring him on as a little medium next. Oh <laughs> right? He's just going to be like, there's a ghost. That's all I can tell you. But anyway, oh at least that's what I think it is. So aside from that, but I do find that this is a very interesting way of human design of being able to understand ourselves. Because I think really, truly at the core, we're all trying to just figure out like, what are we doing? Yeah, like, what, what am I doing? <laughs> and how to best get where we want to be, you know? I think there's, we know that people communicate differently and that people process information differently, but to hear that we are actually born into certain traits and certain behaviors, it, it gives you the tools to, okay, recognize that and then move forward with how to, how to be better, mm -hmm. you know? Um, yeah, she's awesome. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I think and, you definitely need to go get um, a further, like, digestion from her. Cause I told you like, that's a, there's a lot to this. I mean, just like there's a lot to astrology, right? We only cover, you know, the basics and a lot of that. And we mm -hmm. simplify it down to give people a good understanding of just what it, do you see him looking? Do you see him looking up? He was looking up. There's something up there. Rachel, it was happening in LA too, wasn't it? Yeah. It was happening in LA too. Whatever yeah. It is, or whoever it is, is literally following you. I know. I think it might be like, I don't think it's a, I think it's like a personal, I think it's a person who's passed over like yeah. a, like a guardian type of person. And sometimes yeah. the dog can just see it anyway. Sorry. <laughs> I was just waiting for him to just start freaking out again. We have to get her back our medium. What was her name again? Gloria. Yeah, love Gloria for another episode. Um, all right, Rach, thank you so much. Always, um, guys, please do leave a rating and review if you get a chance. That actually makes a huge difference in getting these podcasts out to people who might like them or find them useful or enjoyable. So go ahead and do that in whatever um, app you listen to. The website is wegotatalk.com. If you want to check out all the blog posts we do, wegotatalk.com slash blog and on Instagram at Sunny Abata, where we are always, always active. Thank you guys so much for listening and watching this episode of We Gotta Talk. We'll see you um, in a couple of weeks with more goodness. Bye guys.